well, you were kind of out, so we... Ah, that's the dwarf voice. We can't do the dwarf voice for the... <laughs> for the pirates. Unacceptable. Reached Dry Rum Anchorage, and three of you went separate ways to look for some different things. Sigsack went to find a guide to the southern continent, uh, which he found in the Gout uh, Gym. A lot of the native islanders take simple, straightforward names for practical reasons. They're technically like a mix of, of all the different cultures, north and south. So, good deal of variety. Shadow went to um, inquire about uh, goings-on with um, the Dominion in general and, and the ship Santi Bardad in particular, and found out that um, they had stopped in here going south uh, some time ago. Some sailors he met in a bar had served with some of the other sailors on that ship previously, and so they, when they came by, they met up and they caught some rumors that um, they were transporting a, an important Dominion officer who was also possibly a witch, in their words. Like I said, we would never have seen Sawbones again. I think we didn't get too far because uh, I saved the consequences for for your roles for today. So uh, I think Bonham Sawbones went to find whoever might be an appropriate contact for for the order. Let's see if I can actually remember or read <laughs> read the order's name this time: Conlegia Scientia Antiquis. Yes. So a representative um, here in on. In on yeah, let's say in in Dry Rum Anchorage. It's not an island in itself, I guess. It's a settlement on an island. Anyway, so uh, and you found the place, and you realized once you got to the the shop, which was uh, marked with the one of these glyphs common to the order. Uh, it was a glyph that was that was particularly used by an individual that you had some history with, though not necessarily intentionally bad on your part. I'm, I'm wondering whether to play it as that I'm still oblivious. I mean, you can be part oblivious, but I think I think we mentioned last time that, that you had a bit of a like, oh no, okay, I know who this is. But it could be more, I guess it could be also, you know, this is the guy who treats me like shit and I don't know why. I guess that's yeah. you could you could play it that way. Yeah. Right. Let's look at Bonham's beliefs, shall we? Belief is, uh, I guess it's my floating belief right now. It will need to be filled in a little later. Belief two, this map will lead me to Uru. I must persuade Quentin to decipher for me the parts I don't understand yet. And belief three, I'm cornered too easily. I need to acquire a new means of defending myself. Okay, that's interesting. Do you have an idea for a means or... If I can turn Quentin's attitudes around, maybe I can talk to him about maybe teaching me a spell that will let me do, like, the shocking grasp sort of a thing. A little hand taser or something. Or, barring that, I could maybe go look for a sap, a blackjack. That would be quicker, I think. think Yeah, it would. It would take a long time to learn the spell. So yeah, I'll probably be looking for a nice leather sand-filled tube thing. <laughs> you don't have any weapons, right? 
I have no weapons at all. The fear spell is all I've got. And that didn't succeed the one time I tried it, so... Dang, okay. That, that's certainly something you can do here. Uh, do you have an idea for belief number one, the to understand the environment we venture into, dot, dot, dot? Is there a... No, I don't have an idea yet. I I don't want it to all be bound up with trying to deal with Quentin because, you know, I'd say it's a better than even chance he's going to shut me down entirely. Uh, so I could be talking to other people or seeing if any any interesting specimens have been brought back by any sailors. Remember, this, these are player priorities, so you don't have to necessarily write them from character knowledge. So... I mean, you could always put in something like, uh, you know, consult an expert that could be vague enough that you could either fit in somebody you circle up or you could try to uh, get chummy with uh, Jim or some such. There are options there. Perhaps simple as uh, having a long talk with Jim or something once I find out that he exists. Mm -hmm. All right. I will frame it like that. For now, I should consult an expert. Excellent. And your two instincts we know about are... Never pass up a chance at new knowledge and don't get cornered. But if cornered, exploit small-minded cowardice. Just so we can be sure that um, it's, it reads a little like, like, uh, like a belief in Signum mm -hmm. 2. I, know I prefer not to have confusion in that okay. regard. So I understand what you're going for. Shorten it then. To don't get cornered? Either don't get cornered, or uh, when cornered, exploit, right? I'm just going to call it don't get cornered. Uh, it should be ideally like uh, always, never, if, when, if, then, or when. Then I will go for the second one. Exploit small, when cornered, exploit small-minded cowardice. Excellent. Is there an instinct you could think of? Oh, right. You already have the never pass up a chance at new knowledge. Duh. Yes. <laughs> and uh, salient traits that we should be aware of? My traits are the mark of privilege, base humility. I do believe mark of privilege is a die trait because it gives you 1D affiliation with other noble. Okay. I did not realize that. I will move it. I believe gifted is also possibly a die trade because it gives you access to magic. <laughs> All these things that I didn't know. Horribly mistake. Yes, awful. You're you're in your like third, fourth. I don't remember which number session. Three or four. Then we haven't fixed this. <laughs> right. Uh, Tight-fisted, class-conscious, and frequent bather. And those are the cultural traits, right? Those are the cultural traits. Yes. My call-on trait is sense of direction, which gives me a plus one on navigation and orienteering stuff. Let's go with zigzag, zigzag's beliefs. Uh, I'm torn between something that deals with our time in port or, and trying to get back on the good side of her ladyship. Player priorities. What do you want to do here? Do you want to pursue some sort of uh, reconciliation or, or uh, social thing with with Bonham? I think I do want that because so I will prove that I only have her ladyship's best interests at heart by 
I think maybe this is one of those beliefs where you don't necessarily have to have the actual action stated. Okay. And of course, my other one was make sure she doesn't, she doesn't get into trouble. That's like standard, you know, the standard floating one. So for the first one, I have a question, and it's a somewhat important question, uh, and that is, why is it important for Zigzag to be on good terms with Zolbones? She's a lady. He may have seen a lady or two during his time as a uh, as a proper sailor, and you know he's a kid, and he sees he sees what he considers a pretty woman. He's not a kid. He's been an adult since he was twelve. So yeah, yeah, but still, you know. But sure, quote unquote kid. <laughs> he's infatuated. You know, he's got a crush. Oh, okay. And he has no idea how to how to act on it. Yeah, headbutting usually doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> That really should be the first part of the belief. Uh, some statement of, uh, of why Bonham matters to uh, Wilton. Yeah, I just put down, I adore her, so I will prove to prove that I only sure. have her leashes. Leaf number two. You, we mentioned that it was a floaty, floaty thing. I think we understand why it's important for you to keep making sure that she doesn't get into trouble, so I don't think we need a first leading statement there. Do you have a third thing that you might want to do? This doesn't have to be super immediate. It can be sometime this or next session. That's fine. I'll have to work on that one because I don't actually have anything on mine right now. Well, I mean, if you want to work the same angle, uh, informing yourself about things that interests her might be of interest to you. So getting chummy with Jim and getting to know the South might be, you know, a thing, for instance. Right? It's just an example off my head that could be a, like a third thing and if it happens this session cool if it doesn't happen this session but a future session then at least you have something you have another belief and if it ends up not being interesting you can always toss it i'll find a way to word it because right now my brain's just like bip, 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 bip. okay let's move on to instincts for now shoot first ask questions later okay i could add in always rescued the fair damsel okay yeah that, that would be certainly be a fun uh, Errol Flynn pirate uh, trait. Excellent. Uh, and my traits are all, should be all kosher, called the sea as a character trait, and sea legs, bruiser, and iron stomach are all call-on traits. Mm -hmm. Let's move on to Crowley. Shadow, his first belief is... Empty. I was expecting that probably be something related to our our pursuit of the treasure that would come out of once we got back together and got a plan together. Cause right now there isn't really one. I mean, he completed as far as he knows his portion of the, of the plan. But if nothing comes up, then, I mean, we can hold off uh, if you want. Unfortunately, your belief number two is centered on Beckett. Mm -hmm. How do you think Crowley feels about, Sawbones being amenable to, you know, just leaving you guys high and dry. Is there anything he might be interested in there in, like, because he's paranoid, right? Mm -hmm. Is there like, a, you know, I'm gonna, I better keep an eye on Bonham so she doesn't fucking betray us or something. We need Sawbones to lead us to the treasure. I'll make sure she doesn't run out on it, try to run out on us again or something like that. Yeah. All right. Fantastic. I'll throw more people who want her to go elsewhere. <laughs> yeah, that's always a problem with beliefs. <laughs> uh, instincts. I added a, a third one to go with my paranoia of always watch my back. All right. 
So always find somewhere unobtrusive to stand, always have a lie prepared to get out of trouble, and always watch my back. Cool. And your traits are paranoid, problem with authority, shrewd, tight-fisted, class-conscious, and irreverent. All right. And then we have sea legs, of course, uh, quiet for call-on traits. So that's, that's our crew presently. Unfortunately, Beckett had to run off and sleep. So that's what that's what Beckett is going to do. He's a he's a formidable captain, a very excellent captain who only checks in when he absolutely needs to. That's why I said he'd be good. Yeah, <laughs> I knew what I was talking about. <laughs> so while Crowley is uh, drinking with the Dominion sailors, Wilton is uh, scaring up uh, the scout and having a a quick. Uh, Briefing with the, the captain, Bonham walks into Quentin Quentin's store shopfront, and uh, the official the little sign says uh, "Scrivener" uh, in the sense of a copyist or a letter writer. That's probably his uh, cover, essentially, like his his low profile work in this town. His shop faces the one of the cobbled streets leading down to the to the wharf and uh it's sort of crammed in between some larger buildings some home and uh there's probably like a some other business next door as well whatever useful useful business uh would be um available uh for like a last uh last stop kind of um kind of harbor the shop smells of lawyers insurance agents oh yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. So the shop smells of ink and uh, paper and dust, maybe uh, with a slight undertone of mold. You can see, I think, an elderly gentleman in a in a an elaborate coat and a gray curly wig, waiting on a letter to be finished. And you can see Quentin's back as he's bent over a writing desk, working at something, and finishes it off and says, "There." Uh, that should do it. Uh, there you see the seal, and everything should be in order. Very good, says the older gentleman. Hands over some money, and then thanks him. And um, the gentleman walks past you with a nod. Lady? I give him a proper nod or bow in return and stand aside. Excellent. He's got a wig. I might as well <laughs> treat him like a peer. So he turns around at the... He did appear, apparently uh, didn't notice the bell ringing when you came in. So he turns around. Uh, and you can see that uh, whatever he's been doing since you saw him last, it's taken a bit of a toll on him. He looks a little more bent than usual. His fingers on his writing hand seem to be a little cramping a bit. So he flexes that hand. He looks, uh, he has a few more lines in his face than you're used to. Although he's of your age, he looks older than he is recognizes you but doesn't offer a word fair winds and strong manner and i salute him yes are you here for order business simply yes i have come to consult you being a one i would recognize as a foremost expert there was a map coming to the saint Albans chapter house which was intercepted and i have retrieved it and I believe it offers us a strong lead in locating Uru. 
However, there are some mysteries of it which I must admit are beyond my limited education, and therefore I thought to uh, seek you out on the matter. My Lady Bonham, you have no cause to dissemble with me. I know very well the altitudes of your education. If you're trying to butter me up to help you, then uh, your efforts are wasted. Then we'll have to uh, bow my head and spread my hands and recognize that he has justly called me out on that. <laughs> By the way, he kind of shrugged when you, when you said, like, you being an expert, like, oh, yeah, of course I am. <laughs> Do you have a letter of, um, well, a mission statement, basically? Like, he asks for a letter of, uh, of um, so he's looking for, um, like, official uh, conlegia paperwork, basically, to say that, oh, yeah, you totally aid this person. Because <laughs> the, the, the council says so, right? He imagines that, clearly, since you come here and you say it's, it's collegia business, and he doesn't trust you, obviously. So he's like, well, uh, where, are your, where are your mission statement papers, basically? Can I see them? Right? Because he doesn't want to help you outright. Just... Do I have any such? I don't know. I don't know. Do you think this was uh, uh, an opportunistic thing? What were the circumstances of you joining the crew? I probably at least had leave to go get the map. But going ahead and taking it into action and actually following the map to the southern continent was probably not in the brief. So I've, pro I've gone beyond the initial bounds of the mission. Excellent. You might have had like uh, written orders, but if, it's, if it was just, hey, we want you to relocate this thing, mm -hmm. bring it back, then it might also just be a verbal thing. Let's, uh, let's diaphate it. Uh, let's be generous. Let's say one or two. Uh, you have a letter of, uh, of authority, let's say, from a, from a superior in the order that will prove to people that, that uh, you are on the, the order's business. Oh, no. <laughs> Fortunately, they did not issue me a letter. They, I was verbally directed by the head of the St. Albans Chapter House to retrieve the map. To retrieve the map. Indeed. Well, then it seems an, a simple enough task for you to charter a boat out of here and return to St. Albans. Why do you need my help? Given the uh, limited resources of our local chapter house, I have taken upon myself to execute the next step, to exercise an executive decision to see where it leads. <laughs> so, you know, you can see that kind of uh, look that he's got gotten a few times before when you've, you know, maybe stood up during a lesson and pointed something out or like you were sure of something. And, uh, you know, there's this kind of like pained smile on his face and he just shakes his head. So you are going off on your own, in other words. The high and mighty Lady Bonham working outside of the Order's authority. First near the last to have been seized upon by such a spirit as to uh, pursue with zeal the what I think would work to the glory of the Order. Post that is the prerogative of nobility. Some of us, and he points to 
his shop have to do what we are told. Indeed, I would argue that it is a great mark of their trust in you that they have given you such the greatest forward position in proximity to the lands of Uru. Oh, please. I could have been posted to a dig, or I could have been posted to an expeditionary force. Instead, I'm forced to sit here and copy the inane ramblings of, well, your brethren. It's a fascinating, fascinating post, let me tell you. So he gets up. Once the Conlegia has taken us, they aren't my brethren anymore. You are my brethren. I was not speaking of the Conlegia, your ladyship. He makes a mock bow. Once we are under the Archmages, then we are no longer nobles or commoners. We are above them both. Striking, then, how you always seem to keep acting like a noble, while the rest of us did not. Tea? I would be grateful for tea. <laughs> so he goes off and he starts, uh, you know, he turns around like he, he starts putting stuff in the pot and such, and then he turns around suddenly and says, why is it so important for you to pursue this on your own? Is to finally stand in the ruins and gaze upon the splendor of Uru and get the vision of what the world could be again, where the Archmages would be, well, we would no longer have a world of no more arbitrary political borders, where the Archmages are as philosopher kings, that dominion, empire, sovereignty, even her grace, Eleanor Rodham, Duchess of Knightsbridge, Martin, she of Bonshire, Sword of the Horde, she will be able to come me, her blade never bend, bend nor shatter, even she would have to acknowledge them. Yeah, that is the vision that I want to see. Huh. I admit, your ladyship, I never took you for an idealist or a dreamer. If I didn't, I think I would have done as you say and strictly followed orders. If you say so. Life would probably be better that way, but I can't let it go. You know, it would, it would be very bad for me if I, if, were, if, it were, if I were found out aiding you in extracurricular activities with property belonging to the order. I think I would need some, you know, incentive. Incentive, not incentive of putting your name at the top of the paper afterwards. An accomplice to to breaking <laughs> breaking protocol, going against the express wishes of the the senior wizards. Mm, I'm not certain I'm after that sort of attention. Yeah, if we brought the artifacts to you and had you lead the study on them. That would draw attention. Hmm. Because that would be the whole point. So I've got to think of something else. Out of character, I'm open to suggestions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what do you think you can offer him? What do you want to offer him? Fame was going to be what I was mostly going to try to angle on. Well, then it has to be some sort of fame that doesn't put him in <laughs> in your boat, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, currently it's infamy you're you're selling him yeah. right now. <laughs> he basically wants to cut you down. Not sure what you could offer him. 
other than reporting you after you leave that, yeah, you approached him and he, you know, he's going to do that anyway, probably. It's a letter writer. <laughs> well, you need a sneaky duplicitous person who would say, sure, agree to whatever he wants. And then you'll renege on it later. <laughs> That's a good question. What does he want? So what sort of price do you have in mind? Well, I think I would like someone to get me away from this horrible post and into some actual work. That's what I would like, but I doubt you have a clout to do so. Although, if your little gambit, uh, he starts pouring the tea, pays off, perhaps you will brown-nose the higher-ups enough to allow you some latitude. Do you want that in writing? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. No, 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 no. I want nothing that can be traced back to us speaking on this matter uh, at all. Uh, It is bad enough that we're speaking at all, given the capabilities of some of our seniors. Would a gaze be possible? What was that? Sorry? A gaze. A G-E-A-S. I don't know if that's a thing. Is that a thing? (laughs) Magically bound by oath to... uh... Give him the posting he wants if I ever have that power. Since you're not a dwarf, <laughs> it won't have any particularly binding uh, qualities, right? As I, I don't recall there being a spell like that. Darn. There is another system. Yeah. Well, I guess he says, um, I suppose if you were to not be able to help affect a different assignment for me, I could always inform the higher-ups, and perhaps I would be rewarded that way. Inform them of your miscreancy. Indeed, I could not begrudge you that. I would have to acknowledge you'd be entirely correct. What a strange and delightful set of circumstances you have put us in, my ladyship. Yes, almost as delightful as what's written on this. Would you like to see it? Well, hold on now. We are only talking hypotheticals here. Would you be willing to simply swear to me that this is your intention? That after I help, you will ensure me a better position? I so swear that Quentin shall be given a better posting upon my gaining the ability to do so, and failing that, that he may destroy my position by informing and no retaliation shall come to him after such action. I so swear. He's, he gets excited, like he puts the, the tea in front of you so so that um, like the tea spills over it onto the it's called, you know, little tea saucer. And then he starts digging through some of the piles he has in there. And he pulls out this weird figurine, uh, which appears to be... Uh, it's very odd. It has this look of an artifact. It looks like obsidian, but it looks like it's been somehow wrought instead of chipped or, or napped. It has this almost like it was produced by some sort of instrument that isn't around, uh, that couldn't be. Um, and uh, it's, it's way too smooth. And the figure... It appears to be some sort of thonic entity, like some some uh, underworld entity. It's clearly like a uh, a humanoid figure, but there are elements of uh, like isopod and the 
goddamn with the million fucking legs millipede <laughs> like it has elements of, of isopod and millipede in in like the skin and the face and so forth and it's squatting on a on a little base right and it's all one shape uh and he says swear it on this curious workmanship oh yes it's clearly of technique far beyond us at this time from the south no doubt do I have to touch it? Yes. There's this um, kind of gleam in his eye when he when he says that. I touch the base of the statuette mm-hmm. and say, "So as I have sweared, so let it be done." <laughs> All right. Now, do you have a persuade skill? No. Okay. So this will be interesting. Now, this isn't this isn't so much a case of uh, you convincing. Quentin, that you are on the up and up. This is more about convincing someone else that you are on the up and up. Convince the little statue. What? Remember how we talked about um, that? There's a everybody worships like um, a creator god, but there are all kinds of other lesser deities, right? Mm -hmm. That are kind of borderline blasphemous. Uh huh. Great. I'm going to be smote. By some pagan god. (laughs) (laughs) Because I can't convince them that I really intend to do what I say I'm going to do. Come on. (laughs) But uh, I suppose that would be what? Will? Uh, If you uh, do not have the skill, then it's a beginner's luck persuasion test. Beginner's luck persuasion. Yes, so you would be using will. It's a god. It can see into my heart, so... I think this isn't so much a question of you overcoming the the entity's will so much as having a, a an honest demeanor, right? You're not really like, how to put it, you're not really overcoming another person's opposite intent. You're more proving to it that, that hey, I'm, I'm definitely upright and honest in my dealings here. So I'm not going to go with a full... You know, it would be like an uh, obscene obstacle. <laughs> Otherwise, this is going to be an obstacle three. And I think it's a difficult will test. Pretty sure if you have... No, it should be routine, shouldn't it? You have five will, right? I'm a four will, and it's marked um, that I have made a difficult will thing before. This will count as a um, difficult will test. And uh, since it's beginner's luck, the obstacle will be doubled to six. Melody and none of that does not come in because, you know, character traits don't do that. No. I mean, unless you have a character trait that you think really works in this case. I'm having to base myself quite a lot to do this, but... Base humility would be... Uh, I mean, I, you know, that might actually work in your... in your, <laughs> Not in your favor, let's put it that way. Oh, right? okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I I can't say what I think Luke meant uh, for sure, but uh, I read base as false or spurious or, you know, by necessity, humility by necessity, because you're a noble learning how to be a wizard, right? Yeah. I only have four dice against a six obstacle. You could roll sixes, though. I'm going to spend my persona point. Okay. I've got three out of six. One of them is a six. So I will spend a fate. That also goes into will. 
brings me down to seven fate, and it's a four. Okay, so four. So it's still a it's still um, failure. So, <laughs> well, I think in in uh, grand parts of the Caribbean fashion, an inky blotch starts to form on the palm of your hand, the hand that touched the um, the statue, the little statuette, and it moves and it kind of itches as it does uh, and adjusts itself. It's almost like a blackened bruise and it takes kind of the form of um, an isopod seen from above. And um, Quentin chuckles. Well, it will definitely make sure that I keep my promise, won't it? Yeah. We are going to work out a... Uh, I'm going to work out a, a die trade for that um, between sessions. But uh, you can take that down as a, as a, you know, as a note somewhere. Like you have that, um, that mark now. Okay. So Quentin says, all right, then you know what that means, don't you? At the very least, my health and my looks are going to be destroyed if I don't keep the promise. That there's additional conditions, additional punishments to be levied if I break it. That's my guess. Crawler has ways of repaying dishonesty. I cannot tell you how long you have. My research hasn't plumbed that deep yet, but he will not wait forever. You know what we'll do? We'll we'll make it a we'll make it a character trait for now. If you take really long, then we're we're gonna upgrade it to like, you know, different kind of trait, die trait with consequences let's say uh marked by the crawler crawler with a capital c for a for a character trait all right then i will uh try to expedite our promotions as quickly as possible that would be in your best interest your ladyship now do you have the uh the map with you yes and confirm it for him right well let's begin and we're gonna kind of gonna cut away from you so, uh, zigzag. Uh, the captain, you know, he uh, goes with you for a little bit into town, and you know, pretty quickly he realizes that he is in no shape to continue. So he's just, ah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going back to the ship. I need to sleep the rest of this off. You find Bonham. All right, Captain. I'll do my best. And I watch him stagger off, hit in the airtime zone. He walks past the blacksmith and keeps wincing every step past the blacksmith. <laughs> well, how do I find witches in the in this town? Scratch my head. Oh, hmm. Maybe Shadow knows where we can find the those. All right. I just sort of look around and going, and I have no idea where Shadow is. It's a little up to you if if uh, you guys if you shared what you intended to do in town, like. Um... It seems like you knew that um, Bonham was going to look for aid with the map, right? So would it be reasonable to assume that you guys had like, okay, I'm going to go here. You're, I'm going to go look for someone like this. Yeah, that's reasonable. Well, then you know that he's going to be hanging around the sailor bars. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo, And I'll pick that one. Yeah. All right, you go off and search. So we're going to cut over to, um, to Crowley. You've gotten the story out of these two um, Dominion sailors, uh, one of whom was a was a pirate who had been punished for plundering um, Dominion vessels. And you've had a few drinks, but you're not so 
wasted that you can't act properly, right? That, that would be running counter to your objective, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're sitting there and you, you look over to the door and you see a balding uh, middle-aged man. Looks familiar somehow, but you can't really place him. And then behind him uh, entering the establishment, you see two empire, well, let's call them redcoats, why not? Soldiers. And the, the ball guy, you know, he points to your table and he's like, oh, there, there, I told you, that's the guy. Yeah, I don't think I want any part of this. <laughs> Maybe you want to write a belief about it. <laughs> yeah, I must get away from the Empire goons. Yeah, works for me. All right, up and go. Like it's a raid by the Empire. They're going to impress us all into into service and uh, try to start a commotion as I run for the back door. All right, sounds like conspicuous to me. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't have that. So another open something yep uh should be will i think what's gonna be my obstacle i think i think your obstacle is three scratch that uh ob two still highly unlikely yeah three i did get a six. Oh yeah we'll throw a fade at it no all right and uh I'm uh reminded that i need to be clear about um potential situations on both sides of success and failure here um but um uh, you failed so i'm gonna say your intent uh doesn't quite go as intended right so and i think it's because you you've been so you know um immersed in your conversation with these guys you didn't notice that that some of the clientele uh migrated and, and a new set of people moved in and it's not the same people right so like you realize it afterwards, like oh crap, <laughs> these are imperial friendly folks. <laughs> right. Shit. So they're like they're looking up, like what a raid? What are you talking about, right? Um, I think like one or two dash for the <laughs> for the exit, just as you intend to do, right? The two uh, the two soldiers that were with the the ball guy, balding guy, they um, unsling their muskets from their from their shoulders and. Uh, move in in towards your in your direction right but they haven't like raced their muskets or attempted to fire at you or anything like that if i can see my way to an exit yeah you just want to outrun them yes cool 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 well you have a bit of a head start so i'll give you an advantage die on us on your speed test and uh since there are two of them they're going to attempt to help each other to maybe you know, one comes from one side and the other comes from the other side. So it's going to be a versus test. So uh, you're going to have to decide um, whether to spend Arta in, ahead of time, so to speak. They look like typical soldier boys, like nothing special. Unfortunately, you are not aboard a ship, so <laughs> you can't use sea legs. I'll just try this straight up and see where it goes. All right. I'm not spending Arta. What are they what am I rolling against here? So uh, two of them helping each other get... Uh, two successes. Obstacle two. I got three. <laughs> so, so yeah, you uh, quickly dash out the back way. You, uh, you get into an alleyway. It stinks like urine and old beer. It's obviously a bunch of crap down there, like uh, barrels with um, caked crap on it, on them, some drunks. But for the moment, you you have uh, the initiative here and in the and the. You've eluded them for now. They're going to come out that door very soon. Well, obviously, you, you kick a barrel over so that 
they have to walk through the slippery gunk. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, you managed to do that. You have enough successes to affect a little, you know. And where do you go after that? Do you dash into the crowds or? What I want to do is if I get around, get around the block or something like towards the main street, I want to try to find a good place to hide and so I can observe if the, the they come out again and get a better idea of who this guy is who is pointing me out to them. Okay. So you have enough time to like uh, uh, get back to the to the street and attempt to find a place. You can do um, make a stealth roll, uh, and however many successes you get, that's going to be the obstacle for anyone trying to find you. And I guess I should roll right away. So two successes, I should roll because they're going to be on the on the lookout. Uh, soldiers, not watchmen. I don't think they'd have observation. We're going to go with straight. Trade perception, meaning your your success is going to be doubled. Uh, okay, so ties go to the defender, and with this case, the defender is you. So you managed to hide pretty well somehow. I don't know. Uh, is it in a in a in an alley mouth? Is it uh, like in a stall storefront or in a barrel of fish? Like where? It's a storefront stall that I'm peeking behind. A hanging net of fruit or something, and some bananas or something that I'm hiding behind and watching. Okay, find a good spot there. You see one of the uh, soldiers come out the same way that you came out in, back into the the main street, and the other comes out uh, the front of the the establishment uh, along with the the bald guy. They look around for a bit, and then they kind of seem to give up to realize they, they've lost you. They shoulder their muskets again, and then they have a bit of a conversation with the guy. You know, he's like, he shrugs and like, well, uh, you know, points to the establishment and, and can't quite overhear what they're saying. But clearly he was informing on you for some reason. He has that look like somebody you might have come across at some point, but you probably never spoke to him. There's that irritating feeling of like, I've seen that guy. As you're sitting there and and in hiding, you know, you you spy on them and you spy around. You see um, zigzag walking down the street, you know, looking at the the establishments, looking like ah, oh, that that's one, that's a likely one where you just went in. He's probably going to be spotted if they know you're he's part of your crew. But I don't know what this guy is after me for. So it would, true, whether it's something that zigzag was involved in or not, I don't know. True. Pretty confident you could grab him uh, before he, you know, comes okay. close to them. But it's up to you. And yeah, they're all running, like pulling back in behind a, a side of the building or something. To okay. Do not, hey, no. what, 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 what? There's a couple of some guy, a couple of Empire uh, soldiers. They wanted me for some reason. I don't, I don't know. I can't, can't recognize where I saw this guy from before. So I don't know why they want me but they might want you as well i don't know i you know poke my head around the corner and look at him you know very obviously uh because i am not stealthy at all do i recognize the bald guy uh, no i don't think so okay um what did you do to him who knows i'm sure i didn't actually do it peeking around the corner just uh are they moving on or what are the um yeah, one of them seemed to grab the older balding guy by the arm, and they seemed to be march- marching him off. 
Bigger them than us. So, do you know who her ladyship is? She says she's going to find another one of her colleagues. Whatever. I may know the area town that that type of person would likely be in. Hmm. Not this area then, right? Yeah, no, no. Peeking my head around, those guys walked off with our uh, our informant. Yeah, if you wait long enough, they're going to disappear out of sight. I'm kind of wanting to follow and see if I can see where they're they're going, if, if I can get that guy alone. Is this something you say to uh, Zigzag? Yeah, that's exactly what I say to Zigzag. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so where would I would be looking for her ladyship then? Where Where would I go? Unless you want me along with you. I could try sneaking. Well, you do know he can fight his way out of problems. <laughs> to that. That's why I, I wouldn't mind him being along. Maybe I, maybe you trail back a little bit so you're not so obvious. Mm, okay, I can do that. I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you a, a moment to get ahead of me. Then I'll just start walking that direction. They're probably taking him to the uh, customs house or something. We'll find out. Hopefully. Well, if you if you're keeping um, zigzag behind you, then I don't think it's necessary to roll. We're going to use the let it ride stealthy um, situation for you to shadow them to wherever they go. So while you guys are shadowing the the imperial soldiers and the the informant, we cut back to Bonham and Quentin uh, in Quentin's shop. We are uh, we cut to like. The two of you standing over a table that uh, in the back that Quentin has drawn out, and um, he's put some mirrors in you know tactical places around the shop, so uh, they mirror the light from outside onto the table, so it's nice and bright on the surface. And you have the map laid out, so uh, he asks you, um, "All right, I can see the markings. So what what part of this isn't?" Part of this, do you need help with? With what we have managed to figure it out, and then go to the passages where I was having trouble. I think there was something about guardian or a monster of some sort that I was not able to. That was one of the passages that I was not able to get a clear idea of what it was really talking about. I see, he says, as the GM is going back to his documents because he never opens them before starting play. <laughs> it's a long way back, so I don't remember all of the things that I did not understand from the map. Uh, I think what you got was that uh, there was a there was a holiness, a temple in the place, and it had treasure for sure, but uh, there was that, and then there was uh, there was a particular glyph or or you know, pictogram, whatever, that you, you couldn't quite decide. You weren't sure it, it could have different meanings depending on the context. And so it could be guardian. It could be a warden, uh, like a, a warden, like somebody who cares for somebody else in the place or keeps somebody else in check. So it could be guarding from the outside or guarding something that's inside. You weren't sure. If you If you lay out all the... The bits then he um he nods and he say, he says all right uh i think you've translated these things correctly if i'm not mistaken i'm going to go to the fantastical wizard name name generator i'm sure there is one and i'm going to generate something and he's going to have some insights well not the not the wizard but um quentin 
he looks them over and he says, uh, I think I understand where you uh, stumble. This clearly, clearly in the, di- in the uh, dialectics of uh, Zushuron. You paid attention to the uh, Great Master's class, right? Yes. You've probably heard the name, but you, you maybe don't remember exactly what he's talking about. Uh, well, then, he says, as you know, as you know, in the patterns of this dialectic, you use these things. And, like, he lays out this whole, like, it's almost like a, an ancient wizard cipher where you kind of trade images, you trade pictograms for other pictograms and, um, uh, in a particular sequence. And he, he, looks, he looks very pleased with himself that, you know, he can explain this to you. <laughs> Why don't we try to decipher this uh, knowing what we know now? So if we apply Sushuron's dialect. I will start working through the calculations. <laughs> so uh, he takes out a scribbling book and some uh, writing implements and some over to you. Uh, and you start going over the, the map. Now, would you like him to do the primary? It doesn't really matter because, uh, you know, as long as you help him, you're going to get to log a test for something. But I'm thinking he's going to do a, a symbology test. Uh, if you want him to do, like, check your work, essentially. And then you could you could potentially help him with symbology. Well, let's see. Metagamey. I'm kind of making the assumption that we're probably about equal or he might even be a six. In symbology, I assure you, he is not. Yeah, my made a game assumption would we be we'd both be fives if I had to come ask him for help. Yeah, you said something about you being pretty equal. So I'm sitting here like none of my roles have been very good. <laughs> is it better for me to help him or for him to help me? Either way, you are going to get a test, but it depends a little on what you want the test for. You know, if you want to help him with a different skill that is viable as a helping skill. I don't know which ones you have precisely. I guess we can check. Uh, it is symbology. Yeah, calligraphy might, might. Calligraphy, symbology. But if you help him with symbology, you're going to help him with two dice. So that's going to be more... Oh, it would be the other way around because he would be making the symbology roll. Unless you want to make it, in which case he is going to help you with symbology, right? All right. Then... Uh... I will show you what I have done, and I will work through the calculations, and you can uh, correct me if you see me make any obvious errors. I will ask for assistance Okay. And do the roll. What I'm going to do first, though, uh, is I'm going to make a, a Great Masters Wise uh, linked test for um, Quentin. And uh, if he beats the obstacle, which I think is going to be... I think it's going to be an ob three. If he succeeds, uh, you are going to get a bonus die on this. Okay. If he, if he does not succeed, then he has made a mistake in his assessment of this uh, thing, right? Which means you're gonna you're, we're gonna deduce <laughs> a die from the the final pool. Oh no. Yep. Here we go. This is uh, okay. He gets three successes, so he is correct apparently. It is in fact uh, inked down uh, in the uh, with the dialectic of uh, Sushuron in mind, so you get a bonus um, advantage die rather, or a linked linked test bonus die. He is going to help you with symbology. He has five symbology, so that's going to bump you up two dice, so three in total. 
right, so that's modifiers of three. Yep. I've already spent all of my persona, so no Artha. And the base obstacle. Five. One six. I have to spend another fate. Oh, it is a success. It's a success, but... it's You're in the same boat again here. I'm exactly where I was mm-hmm. the first session. So, this means uh, you apply the dialectic, uh, and you uh, do some, some rejigging, uh, and you find that... You do find some new information, but you are not any wiser about what is supposed to await you. Because even if, if you apply the dialectic, you end up with the same pictogram in the end for the guardian or warden. But it does say that it is a temple uh, of earth spirits. Uh, and a uh, actually the pictogram for temple, it's actually more like... Um, it's, it's, it's a slightly different pictogram that can mean sacred pool or cistern. Okay. And in in the uh, in the 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 way they express themselves in the ancient kingdoms, right? All these sim- these symbologies were you have to put them in the in the context of the of the sentence and of the the story, right? So in this case, this particular pictogram it probably means that it's something. It's definitely like a holy place, but it's also a place where things are drained into and collected. Right. It's uh, I think I said uh, previously that there was a there were treasure there was treasure there, like a repository or something. Maybe it's more than just a repository of things. It might also be a repository of power. Which is it that almost like a lane line nexus. I know. And if someone were able to harness that, they would be able to affect great things. <laughs> is this something that you're mumbling to yourself as as you guys are translating this, or is it just you know an inward reflection? Keep that to myself. Yeah, I'd probably better not say that out loud. But looking at him, I bet he has. It's also occurred to him. Mm-hmm, probably. So, uh, you know, finally, after some hard work, uh, going through the dialectic and and messing about with the the pictograms you come to the this conclusion jointly and quentin says um well you better hope uh this doesn't lead you to an early grave i'm going to want that um that new position and with that my part in this is over full to you for uh granting me the time and assistance and uh your part is done i will do my utmost to see that, uh, well, look at the black mark on my hand, that you get that position as soon as I can. Yes, I know you will. And I take my leave. Good fortune, your ladyship. Fair winds and strong manatee, yeah. I totally heard that as strong manatees. (laughs) (laughs) I'm starting to get affected by this pirate nonsense. I sailed aboard the strong manatee once. (laughs) That's that. You walk out of the shop a little wiser, but none the wiser about Possibly the most important thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, like you say, I gotta get used to that. I ba- have basically chosen the what is it, the Prince Thandral role, and the results are coming out like it too. <laughs> well, that's just the burning wheel. <laughs> uh, we'll cut back to um, Zigzag and Crowley. 
following the the soldiers and they move up to one of the few um i think they're like two well-appointed houses in dry rum gold uh, i want to say dry rum gulch for some reason i don't know why <laughs> dry rum anchorage this is not an old western town <laughs> they're going to the marshal <laughs> they're they're going to one of these like well-appointed uh it's not quite like a mansion house but it's it's like a mini it's a fancy house right uh the grounds are are fenced in like there's a it's a low stone wall. It has wrought iron spikes on it. There are these absurd topiaries uh, dotting the walk walkways uh, along the lawn. And the soldiers uh, bring this guy up to this particular house, and uh, they are admitted. Um, there are other uh, imperial soldiers there. Maybe four of them uh, guard the entrance to the grounds and the entrance to the the house itself like the main double doors um and they go inside so the other house you said there's two houses it's a similar cast kind of uh uh northern empire style right it, it might have been built by uh, empire folks it might have been built by free duchy folks uh, you know they kind of have a similar very similar style well i would guess that whoever lives there is well known enough that we might know who it is who lives there isn't a pirate cove however i'm a former sailor uh do you think you have a skill that might apply to you knowing otherwise we can see about you guys testing a wall no nothing i don't think uh dry rum anchorage is like a, a under official uh you know ownership per se uh by any particular power uh either that or it it's considered like neutral ground essentially it's a free port yeah so there's no like obvious like oh it's definitely this guy like it might change hands mm -hmm. but uh figuring out who might be living here uh could be i'd either call it like uh, asking around a little like a, a a very simple streetwise test or it might be I don't know, ports of call-wise or something like that, right? The quick, quickest route is, yeah, to ask some locals and find out that way. Okay. Ask whoever's on the upper side of the street. Their neighbors, they would know. Or just I could just walk up to one of the guards and just ask them. They could do that, too. Sure. Go for it. They're not looking for you. They're not looking for me. They're looking for you. Maybe. I guess it's the, the other guy who recognized me and might recognize you. But one of the guards shouldn't. So you, I'll, I'll let you go do that while I hide. <laughs> That's brilliant. I'm doing the 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 yokel from the yokel from the sea, just looking at the houses, hands on hips, going, hmm, "Nice places." I see the guards out front. Tip my hat. Oh, pardon me, pardon me, your lordship. Uh, who lives here? One of them looks to the other, and then looks to you. Uh, why? Who wants to know? Oh, I'm just in port. I haven't seen what's what, what's what, and I see these beautiful houses. I mean, who lives over there? And I point to the other house. No, I don't. I don't guard that house, do I? No, sir. This this looks like you be your house, but uh, I mean, it must be a rich, rich be a rich person to live here. It is sure fine. <laughs> he must be crazy thinking I live there. <laughs> you know, he like looks over to his friend. 
you know, they have a little chuckle like, no, no, no. That's a councilman's home. Oh, councilman? Councilman who? Don't you know? No, I don't. <laughs> well, neither do I, but I'm going to ma- make it up. Councilman Hall. Oh, he's an important bloke. Yeah, well, he's on the council, ain't he? Aye. Do you blokes go out drinking? I'm just diverting the conversation. Maybe. Not with the likes of you. Oh, I understand. Anyway, I'm going to see who's who's living over there. You, 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 you blokes have a good one. And I'll start walking over there. Is anyone actually guarding the other house, or is... One of them mutters when you leave, like, bloody tourists. Anyone at the other house? Uh, that one doesn't look as well-kept, uh, and it is not guarded. It has a single, very sad-looking groundskeeper in rumpled clothing. Oh, pardon me, sir. Who lives here? Me? You do, sir? This is your place? Uh, oh, no. No, I mean, do you mean me? Yes, sir. Uh, I'm no sir, sir. You're older than I am, so I call you sir. I suppose. No, this is the Bourbon estate. Bourbon estate? Who's that? No, no. The Dubbobone. Dubbobone. Yeah, there's a duh in front. Fancy. If you say so. Are they rich? For this house, can't they? More money than me. More money than me. Well, thank you, sir. Uh, I, I see you're busy weeding the, you know, rolling the, rolling the lawn, so. It looks like he's, like, very lax in his duties. <laughs> like he takes his sweet time doing anything. <laughs> I just go wandering off, you know, and make a circuitous. I, I'm heading off in direction. I'm not heading over to where you are. You, you, you have, you're gonna have to follow me because the guards are probably still watching me. When I think it's it's clear that I go up to him. Okay, who was it? Okay, Councilman Hall's in that place over there. Not sure exactly exactly who he is. You may have heard of him though. Uh, and over there is the uh, bone. Let's go ask around to see if anybody knows anything. I didn't. Councilman, I didn't know there were councilmen here. Okay, go asking around why why he would have uh, imperial guards guarding him. Because he's important. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm not asking you. <laughs> so, how do you go about this? We'll go to a, a local market or or a tavern, whatever's nearby that would have locals hanging out. And what kind of information are you looking for? About this councilman first, just who who is he? Where where did he come from? Just generally, yeah. Okay, uh, yeah, no test necessary. If you just like ask the odd person here and there, then you know they'll they'll tell you what's relevant for them to know. Like, and some people will be like, oh, well, I don't know, and others they'll they'll tell you like he's uh he's an imperial, he's from the empire, and um. He's uh, he was uh, elected onto the council uh, maybe a year ago. There's a local council that runs the the township essentially, just for orderly or, orders' sake, right? Organize things. Uh, he's a little older. He's uh, seems to be an all right type. He hasn't made much of a much noise. Usually has uh, empire people coming and going. If you ask people on the street in the the rough neighborhood of where he lives, then they'll point out like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there are people, empire people, like come and go now and again. Probably looking in to see um, uh, what's going on with the council. That's the like surface information, anyway, right? Well, maybe we need to go find uh, go find Sawbones and look about 
getting out of here. Well, we definitely have imperial um, entanglements. Yes. Yes, imperial. <laughs> so let's go find Sawbones. So where does uh, where does Bonham go after uh, consulting with Quentin? Well, my sense of danger has only grown, so I want to get myself a weapon ASAP. <laughs> I'm seeking out a weapon shop or a marketplace where I might be able to acquire such of a non-lethal self-defense measure. Yeah, something like a sap. Yeah. Non-lethal. Cracking someone's skull. Ah, it's not going to kill them. <laughs> Probably. It gives them an increased chance of living through it. I don't know if they actually have saps as a weapon in the game. Yeah, this kind of thing would probably be, if if you look around a bit, you'll notice that this isn't, this kind of thing isn't like the typical thing you would find. You would find. You would probably have to uh, make a streetwise test to find the right person who would sell you this kind of thing. All right. So I'll make that test, and then I'll uh, amend myself to looking for a dagger. Okay, you want a dagger instead? <laughs> no, I'm gonna I'm gonna be looking for the sap first because I'm okay. under the uh, misinformed impression that I'm less likely to kill somebody with it. All right, cool. <laughs> and that would be opening. Yes, it would be opening streetwise, and streetwise should be perception. We're rolling perception only successful tests count toward advancement. Okay. And uh, I think it is... I should look at the obstacles again. Yeah, I think uh, it's probably an obstacle three, honestly. Then again, it is kind of a, you know, one of these towns that's on the verge of, uh, of danger and adventure, right? So it would probably be a little easier to find, so I'm going to give you a, an advantage die as well. I was about to say, nobody can keep the, anything on their... Second story, because the town is full of second story, man. They've already cleaned everything out. <laughs> so that's one advantage die and a base obstacle of three. Well, let's see all sixes. <laughs> Five of six. Oh, and two sixes. Let's spend a fate on that. Just cuts. And that goes on perception. Aw. Two threes. Two threes. <laughs> Typical, isn't it? <laughs> I can't find a leather bag with little lead pellets in it. Jeez. My lady, you're too highfalutin for these kind of places. Probably. They will not talk to me as I do not have a reputation. I think uh, what happens is you end up talking your way into like, well, I'm looking for this sort of thing, right? And you go to people that you think would be, uh, you know, the appropriate person. Uh, and it ends up, you know, one one place leads to another, and and before you know it, you're in the seedier part of the this little burg, and you kind of lost your way. Uh, and it's getting dark now. The normal daytime workers uh, have kind of vacated the streets, and and more and more you start to see harlots from the from the brothels uh, out on the street corners, you are, you see uh, sailors who are who have now by this time gotten a little comfortably drunk. I have to talk to a crew member to bring me up something. I don't know because I better go back to the ship. Yeah, you're not entirely sure which way is the safest though. As you uh, kind of ascertain, like okay, uh, well at least I know which way the water is. 
uh, and you and you start in that direction, uh, you are intercepted by two men, one kind of reedy, weaselly little little dude, and um, one slightly burlier, uh, and they don't have the the smell of uh, rum and beer and other drink on them. And the little one is like, "Well, well, well, what do we have here? You look like you have money, lady. Hand it over." Given that I couldn't find what I was looking for, I guess that means that, uh, well, let's start patting my sides and looking for the pouch. And uh, taking a look around me and seeing if there is an alleyway or something that I can make a quick break into. Oh yeah, there are all kinds of directions you could go in, and none of them look really great. (laughs) So... Do I need to, like, make a resources test for a bribe and find that I do not have enough money to pay these muggers off? You could attempt it, I suppose. Or or you could... What do you do, I guess? I mean, that dictates what um, how we go with this. I think the longer that I stand with them, the more cornered I am. And so, instead of trying to scrape up my two or three silver that I've still got. I'm going to make a break when I'm going to seem to look for my money, and then I'm going to... You're not going to exploit small-minded weakness, as per your instinct? Sorcery is expensive and difficult, and we saw last time that it might increase people's violent attitudes. Might. I mean... It might. They were going to not be gentle to you anyway. Right. No, that's uh, true. I'm just a little reluctant with zero Artha or zero persona to go into a, well, I do know sorcery better than I know running. I don't have any running skills. Sorcery is open-ended by default, remember, so any sixes you roll, if you roll sixes, are going to be automatically opened. So spending fate. Spending fate on one of those means you get to re-roll one traitor. Oh, re-roll one traitor. Yes. Okay. Like I say, I I think that uh, trying to call upon the fear will be a last resort. I don't I don't want to make that my first reaction. <laughs> what a great wizard! <laughs> this is almost like a level one D and D wizard, right? Like, oh, I don't want to use my read languages now. <laughs> yeah, I get one shot. <laughs> All right. So what you're saying is you're not that cornered, not yet. <laughs> so um, head for the nearest alleyway. I'll try to give myself a little bit of an advantage. I'll get down in my pocket and I'll find a copper piece, then try to do a quick fling over the shoulder. It's like, okay, so that they'll see something reflecting. It might, and having it come at them might distract them for a half second. No, a tenth of a second, and then I will... Head for the alleyway, yeah. Break into a run. Do you have some... Am I digging my hole deeper by trying to do a distraction first? No, not really. I'm, I'm just figuring out if, if uh, there's a, a game mechanical uh, thing you might want to work in. If you had, like, trickery-wise or fighting dirty or dirty fighting-wise or something like that, then that might be... Um, yeah, conspicuous could also work uh, if you want to draw attention to yourself. Well... I guess to yourself wouldn't be the best thing. You you don't want to draw attention to yourself. You want to draw attention to a thing, not yourself, right? Yeah. I think in the absence of having a, a, a vice that is really neat, 
like that. We're going to simply have it be a, a speed test. If it works in your favor, you know, that's if you succeed. Then it worked in your favor. Um, your ploy worked. If you don't succeed, you are definitely being cornered, going to be cornered. And you're going to be in a worse position than you were a moment ago. Still want to run? This is a straight speed. We're not opening something. No, no, this is just a stat test speed. No, Artha. Ace obstacle. Uh, whatever they roll, so I guess we can roll for them. They are, of course, two. There are two of them. They're going to help each other. Uh, they get two successes. We're good, too. And you have a six. Do I need to outright beat them instead of tying them? Uh, actually, I think technically you are the defender here. Yeah. Uh, they want to catch you. You want to get away. So mm -hmm. uh, you break the tie in your favor. Good point. Cool. So you <laughs> you throw the coin, <laughs> right? the little copper piece, little penny. They're distracted long enough for you to get just a hint enough uh, of, a, of a head start that by the time you end up in the maze of alleys, they're, they're far enough behind you that they, they're going to lose track of you in the, in the mix of all the other late, uh, well, early evening revelers. <laughs> so uh, you get away from them. You, do you head for the ship or do you head for some other locale once you're, once you're out of immediate danger? I need to head to the ship because it's going to be... A hazardous proposition at best, shopping after dark, given that all the stalls are going to be closed. So, all right. I don't know if I need to like hire myself a streetwalker to escort me to the ship. I mean, if you want to, but <laughs> I don't think it's necessary. But if you want to feel a little safer, uh... ah, they're going to be just as likely to try to mug two women as one. So, I mean, you you might find a, a male. Streetwalker, you know, old peg boy. No, he'll get the wrong idea. <laughs> if a woman gets the wrong idea, that's one thing. I can deal with that, but <laughs> I'll pass on that. <laughs> okay, so you, you make it back to the ship, and I think by the time you get there, then all three of you have ultimately returned. The two, the the other two of you, you, you didn't see hide nor hair of, of um, Bonham in town. So, you know, a, the natural reaction would be, okay, back to the ship. She's not there when you get there. She comes in, you know, maybe a little flushed soon after. You okay, my, my ladyship? Um, you know, I spent a little too long looking for the appropriate merchants. I probably should have asked you guys where I can, you know, get some weapons. Cutlass, uh, some throwing daggers. I'd start with, uh, you know, a simple bludgeon like a sapper blackjack first. Belaying pin. Yeah, I pull a belaying pin out and, and hand it to her. There you go. You know what? Thank you very much. Right, I'll look over at I'll look over at Crowley and nod. We got some information, right, Crowley? Some, yes. yes. I'll relay what I. Learned about the Dominion stuff, which I don't remember all the details of, other than the, the witch guy. Yeah, I, I read that to you, didn't I? Yeah, you didn't know. You have not been told that uh, he was, according to rumor, uh, a witch. Okay, that bit I didn't. So you're saying I didn't know that bit. I just knew that they really wanted him to get back to him. Yep. Because he was on a secret mission for the yep. Dominion. Okay. That much uh, Crowley 
Crowley shared with you when you when you helped uh, decipher that. And if he was Societas, well, that makes us essentially. Dang it! I really, really should have. Well, I hope he lives. He doesn't have to have been part of your order per, ta- per se, right? And he doesn't necessarily have to have been a witch, but very likely that he had some um, weirdo things going on. I just want to help him feel that connection deep down, you know. Doesn't the Dominion have some sort of religious order? That does. I wag- waggle my hands. Yeah, they, f- they follow the basically the same. I personally don't see a whole lot of distinction between the Kinelegi and the Societas and the Academia, but yeah. Now, the religion and and the sorcerers, two, two different things. Oh, the religion is different, yeah. So, two distinct entities, and, and the Dominion have basically the same denomination as, as all the other empires, just minor variations. And then that one of the local council members seem to have an interest at least in me and who knows whether other people on the crew as well. So I suppose you want to weigh anchor right away. That'd be a good idea. Check with Charlie, see if the crew, all the crew's back or not. We may have to go around and rally, and bring the crew back. Well, not all of them would have gotten leave to leave, right? And not all of them necessarily have shares to spend. <laughs> so... But a fair few are out there, yes. That Charlie's still on the ship? Yes. So do you do you have do you have somewhere for us to sail to other than and we've got the general direction. Do you have any more information on where we're heading? I do understand the nature of the place more now. The being that is said to reside there is entirely unique. I don't know more about yet. So some caution will be in order. We'll see if it's, uh, I don't know, open to negotiation or something. But I know more about uh, the temple, that it's a, a repository. It's sacred to earth spirits. Repository of treasure, valuable items? And power. And I would say that valuable items are a pretty good guess, yeah. Good enough. We need a full crew. We need them back. If they know you, they may know what ship you're on. So basically, we rust out Fat Charlie and some runners and could gather people on. Sure. Yeah. No problem. Uh, I mean, there's going to be some problems, but <laughs> they're, they're mostly going to be disgruntled crew uh, later. So yeah. that's fine. Takes a little while, but but uh, he has them rounded up inside of an hour. Excellent. As I spent the hour nervously looking up and down the, the docks there for uh, redcoats. <laughs> so we get the crew together. Well, another midnight launching. <laughs> well, it's probably a little earlier than that. <laughs> but yeah, launch out at night again. <laughs> With a somewhat disgruntled crew, but you know, hey, uh, better this than to be nabbed by, uh, by somebody. So now... Uh, I think the map had a marking for landfall, and I think you also marked where the Santi Bardad made landfall as well, which was close, but not the same spot. So is that where you want to go, I assume? Yeah. Yeah. Let's, I, I go dig up Jim. He, hopefully he's on the ship. Yeah, yeah. He's made it there. No problem. Can we just show him the map and say, yeah, we're heading here on the coast. Anything we need to know about this? Yes. 
uh, he looks, I think, okay, so if you invite him into the, it gets to be Shirley's cabin over the, the snoring, <laughs> over the snoring captain, Jim looks over the map, uh, rolls up the sleeves a bit of his fine coat uh, and looks over the map and the coastline. And he says, I, yeah, I think I know this. There are reefs here. Uh, and he makes some very minor markings very softly. So you can erase it if you need to. Smudge it more like. I was on a um, ship that uh, went to ground here. Uh, he points to the west of the map. Ooh, two years ago? Not super perilous, not incredibly perilous, he says, but it's something to watch out for. Other than that, these waters should be largely empty. Good. What's this other marking? He points to the Sant Ibardad landing mark. That is where we know someone else made landfall, and they were in distress on their return trip. We don't know if what befell them came from the land where they were. They were not well. Uh, in, in what way? A lot of the crew looked sickly, and... Well, I think they uh, obviously didn't know way around there well enough and didn't have the guidance we had, so they may have gotten themselves into trouble that we will avoid. Zigzag's eyes are now wide, and just the look on his face is like he's remembering what he saw. So, you know, it's like, I'm not seeing anything, though. All right, well, uh, Jim will ask you, like, what's up with you? Um, I looked, I'll look over at, at her ladyship. Um, sister's picked up some kind of parasite. Yeah, nasty parasite. His eyes are a bit narrow, but he just nods. All right. It's not too far from where we're landing, but there are plenty of strange critters down there. So just, uh, we'll have to be on our guard. Vigorously nod my head. And I'd love to know more about any of those that you could tell me about. Beforehand. Well, he says um, there are great insects, big bugs that make their home um, near the coast. Not so much up in the higher elevations, but uh, they are about. Some of them, uh, some of them prey on on men. That would be something to watch out for. Perhaps this was uh, on the beach. Not on the beach, I should think. Holding my hand up that big. Let me stretch my arms out. That big. I have seen some with wingspans, the width of the ship. All right. We'll definitely be able to see them if any are flight before we land. You may hear them as well. And once we get there, keep our heads down and run for the hills. Although I haven't come across many tribes on the northern end of the continent. Uh, there are tribes of twisted, seized people. I don't know what to call them. Do we need to bring trade goods to uh, win their favor? I don't think they would be interested in that sort of thing. Probably not. They make war on each other and kill and eat um, us. We have plenty of cutlasses, plenty of shot, plenty of powder. You just see Zigzag nodding his head. Being quiet is your best recourse, but by all means, as far as I'm aware, they do not possess... Uh, gunpowder weapons. All right. That's a double vote for stealth. So our first priority is getting past the beachhead and getting too high for the insects. Well, I don't know where you are going after we make landfall. Uh, what do you intend to go after here? We are going inland to a structure that we believe is 
and I will indicate on the map mm -hmm. where we believe that structure to be. So he appears to be, he mumbles more to himself half a day, day with sailors, day and a half maybe. All right, guess that shouldn't be too perilous. Yeah, we don't know what is resident there, so we'll need to exercise an abundance of caution. Very well. I leave the navigating to you and uh, call on me when uh, we make landfall. Thank you indeed. I shall look forward to my share of the... He looks questioningly to uh, to Crowley. Spoils? We enthusiastically believe that there are spoils, yes. <laughs> so he excuses himself and, and uh, leaves you to your plotting. Would you like to make the um, the navigation to the, the your uh, treasure destination? Let's uh, sight the stars. <laughs> so navigation... Zero modifiers, or we have assistance. Help with the feewise? Yep. One to nine seamanship, so I don't know how, if that can help at all. I think it's generally just how to run a boat, general operation of the of the boat. I do have astrology, and I am getting a, a help from Mr. Crowley on orienteering. Feewise? Oh, seawise? Feewise. Seawise. Okay. And I have the call-on trait of sense of direction. Now, are you forking in astrology? I'm about to hear that this makes it open-ended and dangerous, aren't I? Well, it just means that the astrology die is open-ended, and it open-ends in both ways. If it comes up a six, it explodes upwards. If it comes up a one, it explodes downwards, meaning it takes away a success. Right. That's the, that's the scaring part. And this fork is just one die? Yes. How many die am I getting from Crowley? One. Uh, you get an advantage die for Jim pointing out the reefs, and Crowley can make, can make assumptions and adjustments according to his C-wise uh, knowing about reefs. So, you know, those will dovetail nicely. And this direction gets me to three. And what base obstacle am I facing here? Moderate sea journey. Well, I think it's a short sea journey, actually. Short seagoing journey. Three. Ob three. So even without calling it astrology, we're doing we're doing six versus three. So you can roll all ones. You know you can. <laughs> so let's bring in the one where I can get to negative one successes. <laughs> hey, why not? We're at seven dice. Uh, no Artha, because I have spent it all earlier. Base of three, you say? Correct. Woo! We are five successes against three. Excellent. And your last die was a four, so it was not a failure. Yay! You make the navigation, you pass the information over to uh, Fat Charlie, and Charlie is a little tired, <laughs> but, but he commits to um, following your directions. So um, this journey takes you, I think, three days. So you spend three days uh, aboard ship uh, going south before somebody at the top of the mast goes, land ho, and uh, you can see the fair, almost white beaches stretching out before you. Um, you see the roiling of the, the sea where the, the reefs are, where they jut, jut up uh, in a few places. You managed to navigate past that and um, 
into a um, decent berth. The beach is pretty sort of deep, I guess. There's some very uh, short grassland area just after the beach, and then there's kind of a shock of tall jungle that masses kind of uh, gently upward, swells gently upward, and there are some kind of mountainous areas, but um, and you can see mountains in the distance, right? But for the most part, the most dominating feature of the landscape is the jungle. Anyone who sees the uh, you know the land from this up close once you've made birth, you can see that there's been activity on the beach. You can see not only the usual like driftwood and and stuff, but uh, far to the uh, west. Uh, you can see what look like several boats, uh, long boats essentially. The the stuff you have on the sides of um, of larger vessels, launches and yeah, launches. Yeah, most of them uh, are upside down, like they're they're left there. Um, there you can see maybe in the distance like remnants of a camp uh, and and um, such, uh, and there are uh, bits of of uh, the jungle on that side have been has been cut away. Trees have been cut down. We don't see any people. No, no cooking fires. No smoke. No. No sign of another ship. <laughs> no ship. No mass sticking out of the water. No mass sticking out of the water. No. The water is it's fairly clear, so you could see roughly. I mean, if if there were a big chunky boat somewhere, you would see a ship. I'm trying to remember from all the stuff about the Dominion. It didn't sound like they were coming back soon to pick up something, did they? Or I'm um, this is actually in the opposite direction from the Dominion landfall site. Okay. So these are some other people, presumably, unless they intended to go um, to one place but ended up here. More popular than uh, yeah, maybe. What was Swan doing with that map before we took it? <laughs> We could see how long those boats have been there. When we go out and make landfall, we can make an assessment, see if we can have an idea of how long ago people were here. All right. Should we uh, bring the session to a close, do Arta Awards? Yeah. yeah. Seems like a good time. Okay. Police. None. <laughs> well, that's how it goes sometimes, I guess. Uh, start with Godfrey then. Belief number one, I adore her, so I will protect I will prove that I only have her ladyship's best interest at heart. Didn't go out of your way for that. Didn't really have the opportunity necessarily. So there's that. Ended up, uh, you know, getting sidetracked, yeah. Same with the trouble. Learn all you can about the southern uh, continents from Jim to impress her ladyship. Okay. Yeah, we're still here. I can still find out from him, yeah. And you had three days, remember? So we can always do flashback stuff next time, if that's something you want to do. Instincts, though. I don't know if they fired either. <laughs> no, neither one. I mean, basically, I was I was nowhere near where she was in trouble. If I had been, I would, yeah, I would definitely have shot first and then try to rescue her. Unless you want to count Crowley as a fair damsel. He might be fair. <laughs> you think you have any traits that, um, that uh, pushed your actions in a particular direction? No, no, no. Call the sea is the only trait I would probably would, would have been in. Now it hasn't fired. So, nope. Okay. Moving on. Uh, let's do Monum. 
to understand the environment we venture into, I should consult an expert. Didn't have the opportunity today. The map will lead me to Uru. I must persuade Quentin to decipher for me the parts I don't understand yet. You you and certainly entered a, a pact, so to speak, with Quentin to get him to help you. So that's a persona point. You're cornered too easily. You need to acquire a new means of defending yourself. That is certainly a fate point. You tried. <laughs> Didn't go so well. So do you think your, any of your instincts got you in in trouble or pushed the story in an unforeseen direction? The first one definitely pushed belief too very hard and has gotten me into I've gotten the mark of some awful blasphemous thing on me now. But did you do it because you wanted new knowledge or did you do it because you... Oh, well, I guess it does go kind of handy. And I'll give you that one, so take a fit. Yeah. Uh, you did not, in fact, exploit small-minded characters. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I continued playing by the old wording, so I did my best to not get cornered the way I thought of being cornered mm -hmm. in the first place. I did not trigger the new wording for sure. Well, you got a new character trait. I'm not sure any of your other character traits really got you anywhere, unless. You see, I think you actually played against Tight Fisted when you wasted a, a penny. <laughs> True. All right. I think that does it for your beliefs and instincts and traits. So that's one persona and two fate. Kind of a heavy uh, Bonham focus this and this season, this season, this session. And for Crowley, uh, who needs almost to lead us to the treasure, I'll make sure she doesn't leave us. Okay. Didn't have an issue there. You certainly got away from the Empire Goons, so take a Persona point. Yeah. Beckett has thankfully stayed out of <laughs> command decisions of late, so if Ari ends up not being able to participate a whole lot, you may want to rethink mm -hmm. um, you know, pointing that belief to another character. I don't know if finding something somewhere on Adoptrus's to stand got you into trouble or pushed the story in a new direction, per se. Mm -hmm. You didn't really expose yourself either um and i didn't really put you in a situation where always watching your back would be an issue and the reason i didn't have you do like a perception test for for the people showing up at the door right was because i was still playing out the consequences of the, the mm -hmm. previous test right so they're wearing bright red coats yeah <laughs> any traits you think drove the story or got you into particular trouble yeah reactive uh, session this time. I may have been somewhat tempted to do some investigation of why the the guy was after me, but it felt more appropriate that Crowley would just want to get out of there. That's fair. That does it for the beliefs. So, humor. Uh, do we have a moment where somebody said something in character that, that the rest of us, that made the rest of us laugh, or at least crack a smile? nominate Dirk. Really? Okay. Well, there were a couple of points. Um, at the beginning, we were talking about the he's a captain who's uh, not going to be in the way too much, and that's why I said he'd be good, Dirk said. Yeah. Well, I liked that. That wasn't in character, though. No, it wasn't in character. <laughs> I thought it was in character, Margaret. Who were you talking to? Was it Charlie? Or it was Charlie or one of the PCs who were, were commenting on him, the captain, being uh, indisposed. Oh, yeah. At least that's why I remembered it, but maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I, I 
got the impression that we were talking about it as table talk, but um, I could be wrong. Also table talk. I, w- I was responding as in character as he said, right. hey, it's not going to be a problem. And he hasn't been a problem. Right. Fine. You get your little fake point. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't think any particular, you know, exotic character burning skill choices came up. Okay. Now we have two awards that you guys are to vote on and uh, they may or may not apply. We'll see. So workhorse background stuff, having gear, having generally slaving away behind the scenes to make things work and most valuable player about whom everyone agrees. Damn, we couldn't have done it without him. So I, I do not get to vote. This is up to you guys. And each of these is worth a persona point. Well, I think MVP has to go to bottom because this was the bottom heavy episode. Yeah. I would maybe suggest Workhorse Bottom, right, for doing things behind the scenes. I don't know if there was a moment. This is just my assessment. I am not allowed to vote. <laughs> but I don't know if I think there was a point where we were like, oh, dear, that was a rough scrape and we wouldn't have gotten out without Bottom. Am I wrong? Uh, I would go to Workhorse as well. Sure. Do you guys think there was any MVP this session? Am I am I completely have I been out of touch? I don't think there was. Get hung up on individual wording like, well, it wasn't really slaving away in the background. I kind of feel like everything that was happening quite foreground. But... Yeah, you were working on the getting a new fresh set of eyes on the map. Yeah, you were working on getting stuff going in the background. Uh, yeah. the others were dealing with kind of fallout from getting into port and asking questions from the wrong people maybe uh-huh. so okay. thoughts uh am i not hitting uh your beliefs hard enough uh i think i think for me uh, i was a little slow this session uh i could have moved certain things along i was fairly happy with the quentin a little less happy with the juggling of the other stuff no i mean i let myself get sidetracked you know and i had some opportunities to actually try to invoke my belief and i didn't so yeah it's mostly my fault well it's my job to challenge at least one right but again very big focus on bonham and since i was doing things slowly i think we ran out of time essentially uh unfortunate i know i didn't have a belief that was out there and immediately actionable the way we ended the last session i i wasn't seeing something that looked immediately actionable. So I didn't have one, so I didn't give you something to... I suppose. ...to immediately have ready to throw at me. I've tried to put something in there if I have it so that you can at least consider it you know, either between the, the weeks or let's see if it's there at the beginning of the session. I think maybe uh, it was a uh, bad call to not have the consequences. Like I should have maybe had the... The, the guy in the red coats show up last session and then you could have been like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. You could still write a belief that you earned a persona for this time, but um, it, you might have had some extra time to figure out like, okay, why should I be interested in this? Uh, mm-hmm. I should probably uh, do better into leaning more into the instincts because you really tried hard to get me to do my instinct as written and I didn't I mean, I, I was just reminding you that you had it. I don't know if I uh, interpreted that the wrong way or... Well, I think maybe you were a little gun-shy from, since last time when it didn't fire the right way, right? 
Exactly, yeah. If I ever have to do a weatherworking, I would probably have to burn all of my persona and do a lot of setup and uh and and write write some nice write some nice goodbye letters. Oh, you guys can't read them anyway. Um <laughs> when I when I conjure up the hurricane that annihilates us all. Are we sure shrewd is a character trait? Just so we're not depriving you of like Yes it is. Okay. Probably I'm probably <clears throat> mixing it up with scheming or something. <laughs> yes. As we know, you looked through a thesaurus and used all the words. <laughs> <laughs> it's the tag where I mentioned you can go to our page at sunday skypers.podbean.com, find links to all of our episodes, links to our Facebook page and MeWe page. You can email us at sundayskypers at zoho.com. It'd also be nice if you gave us a rating or review on iTunes or the podcast app of your choice. And that's all I got.